buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher are back on the air. Gary, good afternoon. How are you doing? Hey, Jim, we're doing up here great up here in the Twin Ports. Uh, how about you down in Florida? Well, it's, uh, let's see, it's 85 degrees right now, oh. so it's, it's not too bad, not too bad at all. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, it, I've gotten used to living down here. I kind of like it. We are coming up there in a couple of weeks. Um, I've got uh, we've we've kept our same doctors and stuff as uh, a way to um, not only sustain our current health care, I guess, as you want to call it, but also that's an excuse to come up and visit. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to come up on the 21st and be up there for about a week. Um, so probably run into you. Let's hope. Well, we'll, um, we'll be here. We're not yeah. going anywhere. But, uh, Jim, we got kind of a cool show today. And um, we got one of our favorite guests, Mr. Greg Fulmer, is going to be on starting in the second segment. And we're going to talk a little bit about those central building sales. I know the, the old historic building was supposed to close uh, this month in October, you know. So we'll, we'll get an update from him as to how that's going and then uh, talk a little bit about what's going on up at the new central, the building up over the hill. Uh, where that's going to go, and then uh, we'll get an update on the commercial. And Greg's always is uh, uh, good to come on and, and talk about what's going on in the commercial real world of real estate, and a lot of exciting stuff going on in the commercial world here locally. So it'll be interesting to hear uh, what the heartbeat about that is. You know, it, um, down here in Punta Gorda or Charlotte County, um, it, it's been named like the fifth busiest commercial real estate market in the u.s and i can see you know duluth being you know on track with that i mean i know there's a lot going on up there um so yeah i know it's 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 a very Duluth is a very popular um place to invest in for commercial real estate you mean you're hearing about that down in florida oh i read the paper you know i i I read i read the duluth news tribune um daily and i just see these developments um like I know we're going to talk later on about the, the the new proposed housing development down there on the waterfront, um, so I keep up, and then I, and then I also keep up down here, uh, and um, you know my wife works for an attorney down here, and they do a lot of the commercial closings, and it's 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 crazy how how things are going. So it's it's very interesting, and and you were telling me earlier. Um, that the uh, car wash was sold. Yeah, some exciting news going on up here locally. The London Road Car Wash, Jim. Um, there was a, a story in the Duluth News Tribune back in mid-September that the uh, Lake Walk Surgery Center is um, has bought the uh, London Road Car Wash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also turns out as part of that story, they, they also purchased the, uh, remember the Valentini's Restaurant? Right. They purchased that th- there and... Th- you know that's been torn down for a while, but now they're start, starting to infill that portion of that land there. But they're going to um, purchase the London Road car wash and um, tear that down, I would imagine. And uh, they've gone for uh, they have to go for a zoning change, and they're going to turn that in and expand their operations. And that wow. to me is big yeah. news. That London Road car wash, Jim, has been around. 
Yeah, I'll go back in the 70s. One of, one of my high school friends worked there back in the 70s. You know, it was it was oper- operational even prior to that. So that thing's been around in this town for a long time. Yeah, I I agree with you. You know, and it's it's funny that so that's been sold and it's going to be torn down. You're assuming. Yes. You know, you know what one of the one of the things being built most down here is. What's that? Car washes. No. And we're talking about a car wash like that doesn't exist up there. Um, it's crazy <clears throat> the way they have these car washes in there, and they're. There, there's more and more and more coming. They, they just, I just saw a sign yesterday about half a mile away from my house, um, right in front of a Home Depot, where it says, you know, future home of whatever this car wash is, and it's where you, you, you don't, you don't leave your car. You just kind of, you, you drive through this tunnel car wash experience, um, <clears throat> but it's much, it's, it's much larger. Um, or, or much longer, I should say, than the sort of the quick trip car washes, you, you know, um, or it's just crazy. And and then when you, you get to a certain stage, um, you know, if you want the interior of your car cleaned out, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll certainly do it, but they'll also hand wax it um, and um, buff it right there while you sit there, you know, so they're applying wax, three or four people are applying wax and um you know in the florida sun that that can dry pretty quick and then before you know it they're buffing it out and you've got um you've got a car wash and wax inside of about 45 minutes well i think they built cool. one of those up here recently on central entrance i don't know the oh, name that's of it. right yes they did yeah. but um yeah. i think you know the, these the people that own the london road car wash they also own the one up over the hill the miller hill car wash right. car, car wash as well and i've got a, a buddy of mine peyton sullivan who's been in that car wash with them for a long time uh, many many years and uh you know they're one of the things about the car washes that i know i like is I don't like to go through those things because I I just I like to get out of my car I like them to clean it out they do a great job they clean <laughs> right. the mats they 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 wipe it down and everything and I I just I get in at the end and away I go and so uh, you know to me that's always nice but I think from from the standpoint of this London Road car wash Jim this has been an um, you know one of the mainstays of. Uh, uh, of Duluth for many years. I mean, you go back a long time ago, and across the street there used to be Sandy's Hamburgers. Uh, there used to, to be used to be, and then it was turned into a Hardee's. You have the old London Inn where all the cars used to gather there, right on the co- corner, I think, of 16th Avenue East and London Road. Uh, the Dairy Queen on 16th and London used to be there. So there's a lot of history right, right in that particular area there, uh, as well as the Armory. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of history that goes that has gone on down there. And so to see this thing go by the wayside, to me, when I when I read this article. I was like, oh, man, you know, that's been such a part of, of the Duluth, you know, history that it, it, it's going to be sad to see it gone, you know. Well, and I would think that especially in that location, you know, London Road out east Duluth, there are so many, you know, thousands of homes and nice homes and nice cars. Man, it would just it would just seem that uh, that would still be a great location for a new venture of a car wash of some kind. But again, the, the, the real estate out there is, is pretty sparse. You'd have to acquire and tear down, but man, they're, they're, they're going gangbusters here and they must be making money because there's different um, competing. Uh, I think it's franchises, you, you know uh, it's, it's amazing. So, 
Well, interesting stuff going on up here, and uh, I don't know how much time we have left, but um, one another thing about five minutes. I want to get to is uh, also recently, Jim, there's been talk about Minnesota Power getting out of the leased land business. Uh, you know, uh, Minnesota Power owns a lot of the land around Fish Lake, Island Lake, Whiteface Reservoir, and, uh, you know, there's been a lot of people that have built houses on this land. They have to pay the lease fees as well as their, their taxes. And now they, um, and they've been talking about this for a couple of years, but there was also an article in the News Tribune here a little while back that I think they're going to start accelerating this process, you know, because, because according, you know, to uh, the article that the Minnesota Power doesn't want to be in the leased land business any longer. And so, um, I think that there are some homeowners that are a little bit upset about this because if they want to buy their land, they're going to have to, you know, come up with a chunk of change to do that. And some of these homeowners, you know, have lived in their their properties, be it a seasonal cabin or a year-round cabin, Jim, for many, many years. And their their properties might even be paid off. They might not owe any money on them. And now they're going to have to come up with a uh, a significant uh, chunk of money to do that. So ultimately, how how that works and and what that's going to look like, we certainly don't know. But um, you know, those are is, there, is it? I think is it like a forced purchase? I'm not really sure how yeah. it, how it's going to shake out. I I don't think they're going to force people to do this. I think that there's going right. to be, uh, I I mean at least I would hope that it's going to be you know massaged to a point of, of like you know you know we'll work with you you know we're not going to like throw right. you out exactly. of your home. I mean, that doesn't make any sense, you know. So so my hope is is that 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 would be, you know, that they're going to grant people maybe. Maybe they'll do land contracts. I don't know. But um, uh, the fact that they want to sell these leases, I think it's good, you know, because I think privatized lake property is just incredible. And to have your own land as opposed to not owning the land under the house that you build. And some of these houses that these people have built, you know, they're, they've got hundreds of thousands of dollars in them. And so to oh, finally oh, be able yeah. to own the land, I think, is is really going to be cool when you can have private Mm-hmm. land on a lake i just think that to me lake properties are some of the best appreciation pr- best appreciating properties out there right yeah i agree with that 100 percent. you know that's if you can if you can do it do it um, so that's for sure uh gary one thing that we haven't talked about um uh, because we, we haven't been on basically is interest rates have gone up boy have they ever that's we've a got great another point. we've got another minute or so left so let's let's talk about that real quick well, you know the um, that ten-year Treasury note, Jim. That thing jumped a couple of weeks back, and yeah. uh, watch these interest rates uh, go up almost over overnight. You know, and uh, you know, right now, you know, you're looking at at your you know conventional uh, conventional mortgage rate on a thirty-year. It's three point two five, and the last time we were on it was two point nine nine. You know, you can get a fifteen-year right. uh, or twenty-year fixed rate for two point eight seven five, and a uh, a 15-year fixed rate on a conventional mortgage is 2.25%, Jim. So they've jumped. Yep, it's gone up. Uh, it's gone up somewhat. So they say that uh, refinancing, the demand has fallen dramatically in the last month. So, well, hey, look, we're almost out of time. Gary, just enough time to give out your uh, phone number here before our first break. Jim, you can reach me at 218-390-0615. And my phone number down here in Florida, folks, is 218-348-7653. And coming on next, we're going to have Mr. Greg Fulmer, and we're going to talk uh, segue into commercial real estate of all kinds. And uh, so stay tuned to that, and uh, we'll be right back. Hey, 
welcome back to the second segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding and Gary Callagher here. And now, as promised, um, we are being joined by one of our favorite guests on the show, Mr. Greg Fulmer of Fulmer Commercial Real Estate, to talk a little bit about some school purchases. And uh, let's let's get right into that. Greg, how are you this afternoon? Doing really good. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, it's been a busy, busy year for us with the schoolwork. He's not one of my favorite guests. <laughs> I, well, Gary, I, listen, I um, object to I being in the same to... room with Gary. <laughs> there you go. I know, Gary, why don't you start us out with the questions that, that we got going on here? Well, you know, we've had Greg on as a guest here uh, several times over the past few months, and we've, we've been talking about the sales of the central buildings, the old historic building and the, and the newer building up on the, the hill, and he's always been gracious enough to come on and give us a lot of insight into those properties. And, Greg, about... Uh, not quite a month ago, but mid-September, there was there was uh, uh, a school board candidates forum, and in that forum, they were talking about the one of the things they were talking about was uh, the uh, sales of those buildings, and I think a couple of those candidates really had uh, they were on board with all this stuff, but there was one of them that wasn't, and I think that there's still a lot of. Uh, uh, you know, th- there was a sale on the on the central building, or a supposed an alleged sale up <laughs> on the top of the hill uh, to the Edison Charter School back several years ago for twelve, thirteen, fourteen million, whatever the number was. Um, but I, you know, and that was supposedly turned down. I don't know what the details were. So, but the continued negative uh, comments about that that particular sale. And uh, trying to move on from it, give us some insight as to was that really going to happen, anyways? I we we certainly don't know. And what what were, what are some of your comments on what some of these new school board candidates are saying about the sale of those buildings? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of them that are actually pretty intelligent about it, and they're they're like, hey, yeah, that's we're we're we're, we're using that, uh, or we understood that was not not the right thing to do with the former Central High School, meaning sell it to Edison. But reality was, Edison made it politically charged offer. They just wanted to make it a publicly publicly aware that the school board wasn't willing to sell it to them. They were never going to finish that deal anyway. So anyone that's sitting out there, and I think somebody quoted on this that is one of the new. Uh, candidates trying for a school board seat was indicating that they now are just selling it for pennies on the dollar compared to what they could have gotten at that time. The fact is they just couldn't have gotten it. By the time Edison would have had to purchase it for the supposed $14 million, they would have also had to renovate it to the same standards the school has to renovate to that ISD 709 does. So they probably would have had to put another $14 million into it. So they were never even close to a deal. It was a politically charged event, and it's still being used by those candidates as a political charge for their for their platform. That's all it is. It was valueless. We ins- we went through all of these, including the $10 million offer by um, the guys that built Andy, and, and we knew them, and we were helping them at the time as well. So they just weren't they just weren't credible. So my my opinion is that the current school board made great decisions. They've been great to work with. They're operating under the decisions and the advice that we give them, um, and they're doing great jobs. And the things that they're doing to move forward have been awesome. And so they're they're just working with what they have to work with in today's market, and they've done a good job. And we've done very well on those sales for them. So they never really had an offer uh, in in that type of a dollar amount. They had some. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. But. 
I would assume if there was an offer that it had some type of a due diligence period. <laughs> and if it did, that due diligence period probably would have been something to where they did they had some discovery of something. Like you said, it would have been quite a bit of money to do renovations, what whatever. Yeah. Um, and there probably would have been some additional negotiations or um, what the, I think what they call in the commercial industry the bump. That's right. That's right. That would have been the bump. And uh, <laughs> they weren't going to buy it. Let me just put it clearly. They just weren't going to buy it. You know, and those buildings are designed for single purpose. They're really not that reusable in many cases and in most cases, uh, unless you get them for almost nothing free. I mean, we sold one in Mountain Iron that wasn't that old. Big school. Sold it for sixty grand last year. It's just the nature of these things. Now, the, the value up there is the land and the view. And being... Uh, again, just above the central district, central business district in Duluth. So they're going to do really well on housing, which is a needed component up there um, and in the city. But reality was that was just, they're tough to reuse. And it would have cost them, again, probably the same as the, the politically charged offer that was made to renovate it to their needs. So it would have been something that, yes, the due diligence would have caused the bump. You know, it's it's interesting that, you know, you get these old school buildings that you'll see come up for sale every now and then, uh, but also churches. Yeah. And yeah, churches yeah. are another one. People, they put yeah. these prices on them, they and do. they <laughs> never get what they're asking. And, and I did a little uh, research on this a few years back, nice. and, and the um, the churches generally sell for maybe 40 to 60% of what their asking prices are. Yeah. And so these big structures that were built way back when, and, y- you know, we're in a different time now, and they just yeah. they don't have a lot of use, or the intended use back then doesn't serve purposes, and there's got to be a lot of repurposing yeah. for those structures um, for today's world. And so they just don't get the kind of money that they think they're going to get. So, they don't. And the other thing with churches is most time, and it's strange to me, and I... Don't get a lot of church work because of it, which is fine by me. But they don't want to sell to another church because they don't want to dilute their population of their current parishioners, right? And so they don't sell to another church, which would be the most likely other user, right? Which that's a monopoly, right? That's like, you know, uh, deed restricting it. Well, that's a business. That's a business tactic. So in my opinion, if you don't, aren't willing to sell to another church, you should pay your taxes and leave me alone. Jim, jump in here if you have questions. Um, well, I, I wanted to go all the way back to when they were doing the estimates. What was the name of the company that was hired to put the estimates on these buildings in the first place? Where, you know, what was it, 15 years ago or, or maybe it wasn't that long ago? There was a um, mistake done then. Yeah, that's a great point, actually. Yeah, because the, 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 they put they put a magical number on <laughs> those schools. And, I mean... I've done commercial real estate. Gary's done commercial real estate, and yep. we were laughing at it. I, I imagine you had to be really laughing at it, Greg, knowing that those numbers at the time, I thought they were a joke. I did, too. Um, I mean, it was obvious. It was yeah. so obvious. And I can't believe that they that, that wasn't taken um, – more to task um, by people saying, okay, let's, let's see your proof, you know, and they had, you know, when you have a 300 page report or something, I'm sure you could bury anything in there, but those numbers were always the fantasy. It's, it is a fantasy. They had it appraised as though it would be a school. So it was a mistake. There was a credible appraiser on it, which we conferred with in our work to estimate the, the actual value, right? What it would be, used as as though it's no longer a school and it's vacant land or vacant buildings. And so we came up with something 
extremely different. And we came up with good comparable data in this community. And, uh, 7.9 7.9 was our number and uh and uh and we we've well, got it we've got it pending for almost that yeah. number so i would also say to that you know um why don't they go back to uh if they want to take the school district to task or candidates or whatever why don't they go back to that original why were they having it appraised as a school way back in the beginning when they had no intention of ever selling it as a school. I and mean, I, that's yeah. disingenuous at, at the beginning. It is. It is. And I think they wanted, and maybe they just didn't understand what they were doing and they contacted a local appraiser to do that. And there's again, a credible appraiser, but was hired to give them the value as though it's a school. Well, it wasn't going to be reused as that. And once you're done with that use, it's again, a single use property. And as you know, yeah, it's, it's, actually a liability because it's going to have to be torn down in most cases and so right well i think some of that too going back then when you go back to a lot of this too that was you know when the red plan was going on that's right and all the consolidation of the schools and all the the reconstruction of of schools and uh, all that stuff was going on and so you know when the cost was associated with that that was a big number i think back when this happened that was 400 and some million dollars so you put that cost against the budget of spending right and they're probably inflating that budget well, they were, uh, the, the, I'm not saying that they were inflating the numbers, right? <laughs> but they wanted it to look, uh, sure. you know, maybe there was something political about it is, hey, we're going to sell these buildings. We're going to get this much money for sure. it. So it's going to offset some of this right. cost. So I'm sure that I, went on. I think there was some of that that went on as well. I'm sure it did. But my work, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to take the listing just because I'd have a nice new $14 million listing. I don't, you know, that, that sounds really great, but as you and I and Jim all know, hey, I, I don't need a, a, a listing just because of a prestige. I need to actually get some work done, make a paycheck, and move on. And so we wanted to price it right. So we went through all this stuff about was, were those offers credible, and we knew part of the deals behind some of those. And then we conferred with the appraiser, and then we actually found real comps and said, hey, this is actually the value. So give us an update. What's going on with the uh, historic sale? I think that's closing this month, isn't it? It's supposed to close this month. So the answer is yes. Um, I think there are probably going to be some slight time delays, but it just really has to do with uh, historic tax credits. But otherwise, everything's approved, ready to go, and they're going to schedule closing soon. You think it'll be wow, this month or you great. think it'll be? I think it's probably going to be next month. November? Yeah. Yeah. But everything's great. Everybody moved out of there? We have everybody settled. We don't have them moved out entirely, but very close. Um, We moved the administrative component, and they are now in the United Health Group building on Rice Lake Road. So this was a big task, right, moving all these groups. Um, We we have the uh, adult basic education program moving into the Arvig building on First Street over by the Workforce Center, which was a great transitional from that adult basic education to the Workforce Career Center. And then we are we have ALC, which made some changes from central entrance and now is going to be in your, in this building that you're in, the tech village. How about the um, building over the hill? Any update on that? The building on top of the hill? Yeah. The yeah, that's uh, the new the new central. Yeah, the new central, <laughs> the central campus. That's uh, yeah. We saw master plan, uh, preliminary master plans for that from the developer. They're spending tons and tons of money. So these guys are deep, right? They're in it up to their eyeballs with money on uh, engineering, master planning, uh, infrastructure. Um, so yeah, they're a good company, and we're happy about them. And yeah, closing on that sometime. That's going to be the next first year. Yeah, that's going to be a year from now, approximately, for the first closing. In what the goes closing on stages. in a year? What takes so long? 
it takes that long to figure out how. So this is the stuff. They don't want to heat it. This is the stuff that they just don't want to heat it over the winter. No. Yeah. The the old building. uh, No, we have that taken care of in the in the actual purchase to have it taken down, whether it's by the district or by the developer. So that's factored in and financially secure. The which was a tough component to get through. But reality is they're designing lots of. Lots of apartments up there, um, and we saw the master plan. But it takes time to get go through the city process and see what people are, you know, they're always going to want a TIF district for this stuff. So that means working with the city, showing them plans that are acceptable to the city and the city's, you know, vision of how that should develop as well. Um, and then there are the development that we're working on with ISD in the back, and those two, two components, the developer and ISD's engineers designing the infrastructure to get up to the hill the proper way and uh, and – and uh, basically, um, you know, tried to do both developments in a very cohesive way. Jim, I know we got a, about four minutes here, and I know Greg's got a short timeline here today. Any any other questions for him on the school? I'm I'm just listening in. I mean, these are all um, really great updates, and I think it's great for the city of Duluth. And you know, I think especially time to move on. I mean, that, I think that's comical that. Um, that old news has come up at the uh, at the at the new school district, um, you know, uh, elections. Well, I think these whatever. are these are politically yeah. charged issues. These are, are emotional issues yeah. for people, yep. and to bring them up and to rehash them, They're I mean, it gets people stuff, going. Yes, but they it are. doesn't mean anything. Support your current board. You know, if the other, right. if the new board, if the new board members are using that, or the 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 the, peop, the new candidates are trying to use that as a platform to become a school board member. That's exactly the great reason not to vote for them. What what's going on in the commercial real estate world in in the Twin Boards, Greg? It's, what's hot? What's not? What's what's cooking? Just about everything is hot. The hot markets are East Downtown Duluth, where we're sitting right now. Uh, Miller Hill Mall, Lincoln Park, Spirit Valley, starting to to get jumped up um what are you seeing what kind of people are coming in what kind of businesses so, are, are these businesses are these yeah. offices what's going yeah. on so you're seeing a lot of startup companies you're seeing some small small business growth so people that have been running restaurants looking for second locations um we're seeing a lot of uh, uh developers in the area that are looking at stuff like you look at the old furniture building in lincoln park and uh that's going to be beautiful we're seeing lease rates in lincoln park that are basically coming in the same rates as they are in Canal Park. Lincoln Park is hotter than anything right now, so that's the place to be. And then I think that's going to keep spreading west, and then it'll jump between, say, 27th or maybe a little past there. But I think that Spirit Valley is going to start jumping, too. Out in the Riverside, the that's uh, right. that's, that development's going on, that residential housing right out the, at the base of uh, uh, Spirit, Spirit Mountain there. I the, don't know uh, what's going on there. I actually saw that it's for sale. I think the utility stubs are going in there. And yeah, no, they're developing it. I mean, are they? they're, they're okay. putting housing in there, and that's uh, that's right. going to be an exciting one. So I think that whole corridor out there is going to be. I think uh, it's going to be nice out that way. Yeah, it's going to be good. The development going on out yeah. there, the apartments being built right in Lincoln Park there. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Uh, I think those are on like Twenty Second West, maybe Twenty First West. Yeah, right the new in ones there. by P and R Plumbing. That's Group. right. Yeah. Right. And those guys are big time. That's a huge development. You can see that going up off the freeway. Yep. Uh, and so what's hot downtown? Did you get to, Hot to downtown you? is east, east downtown Duluth. So we just signed Cartier Agency. They're going to be taking a new space in the building that is 310 East Superior. It used to have Lake Superior Magazine was in the main floor. So, again, the Cartier Insurance boys are going to be down there. And um, we have a lot of new opportunities going on in this area. And there's a professional lease space that likes to be clo- located close to that professional hospital district. 
because of that development. There's apartments going on there too, obviously, someday soon, and so a lot's going on in East Downtown Duluth. Jim, we got a little over a minute. Yeah, I was curious. Um, so you're saying there's restaurant startups. Uh, is there still is there still an issue with um, finding adequate labor? Yeah, there is. There is. But these guys are making money trying to conform, trying to keep their shifts down, trying to use, you know, they're using labor pools from other restaurants, other bars. I mean, they're, they're, they're really trying to share the labor pool. You'll see some restaurant servers in one spot, and the next thing you know, you'll see them over at another bar. And so the ones that want to work are doing well and staying employed, but they're, yeah, the hourly, it, hourly is an issue, how many hours they can operate a, a successful wow. shift. Well, that's surprising because you hear so many people struggling to get workers that um, and, and the restaurant industry as a whole seems to not f- have fully recovered. It, yeah, it seems like they could do more, but they're, you know, they're hamstrung by the ability to to abuse their current labor pool by running them too many hours in some cases and too many days. Yeah. And so that's know. the same thing that's happening in Florida. Yeah. And yet you see a lot of places are closed Mondays. Yeah, you know? I know. And yet you see guy. yet you see these people at Costco's hiring on all over the streets. Where did they come from? And what was the number that made them come out of the woodwork? Right. Right. Hey, I know we're running out of time on this segment here. So Greg, if you want to stick around for a couple minutes, I sure. know you're a little timeline yeah. folks. Uh, you're tuned into the twin ports real estate show. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding, Gary Callagher, and our Greg, our friend Greg Palmer. Um, talk about commercial real estate. Um, so what do we want to talk about next? Do we want to talk about the school district, or do we want to talk about the new development in uh, down, down by the waterfront? Well, I know Greg has to go here, and we just wanted to give him a chance to plug himself. But, but before he does that, Greg, I know you've got connections inside the school district, and you know, as a former Central alum... And and you never and I'm went, not and you you're not and we know that and I don't know how you got that gig but so I don't know why you think I'd care but but <laughs> we want to tour that old we want okay, to tour that okay. building we we want you to get in there I know I've got some classmates that would like to go up there we went to that uh, uh, central over the hill and uh, we want you to work out a tour for us I don't know why they didn't hire you you're a former C- central alum uh, they hired a kid from oh, East. Boy. <laughs> I, I just, got a GED to get out. I, I have <laughs> no, nowhere near the your personal stuff outside. I know nowhere near the. So the answer is. So the answer is. Uh, I will. Uh, I will definitely put in a good word for for the tour. All right. Well, we appreciate that, right. and Greg, we appreciate you coming on the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Thank as you very always. much. And uh, why don't you give a quick plug here? I know you got to run, and then um, uh, you're welcome back anytime. All right. Uh, Greg Fulmer, Greg Fulmer Commercial Real Estate. You can find us online at gregfulmer.com, 218-310-0013. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, Greg. Okay, Gary, let's let's move into the swanky yeah. new 16-unit condominium that is might be coming soon to Duluth. I'm looking at the artist rendering of it and it looks pretty pretty swanky for sure what do you think well i think this is just such exciting news i mean um i i read that in the um uh the news tribune on fr- on thursday i think it was and um i was like oh my gosh and they're gonna build you know this vacant lot has been down there i don't know if you remember where the Edmonds real estate company is but this is right, right. next door to where that is and it's basically in between what they call the ledges uh housing and the uh, the waterfront condos uh, uh, to the west, and so this is right on the lake walk, and this is uh, this is going before the planning commission because they have to get a variance to to do a a height um, 
uh, variants because uh, the 45 foot limit this is going to exceed that a little bit because of the uh, challenges to build you know there's a lot of ledge rock down there and so they're not going to be able to get as deep as they want to go and and a height uh having a, uh, being allowed to build that building a little bit higher will allow them to put you know underground maybe not underground parking but i think that's the gist of this is they want to get parking underneath the units and oh, so yeah, uh, i'm sure of that yeah uh, um you but, can actually see some of the garage stalls that are there in the rendering. Um, do, do we are we going to have any? So they have to get a variance for height, um, and I do remember that um, site pollution has been um, fought a little bit down there. I wonder are we going to have any any uh, complaints from anybody behind that they're losing a view, or is that? Because of how it's situated, it's not going to really affect that. I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Do you well, know? I don't think this affects anybody else's air rights. I think the, what if you're referring to the Voyager Motel lawsuit, which was a number of years ago, I think that they were they owned some of that land that, and they had a, a claim with the air rights that they actually won. And I don't know if this one it does any of that. I don't think that, that that's going to be an issue. But okay. I certainly think that there's going to be uh, issues with people – uh, that don't like that stuff down there. But I think the developer and the developer on this, Jim, is Sandy Hoff, you know, and uh, right. he's, he's a longtime real estate, local real estate person. And uh, uh, I think they've met with some of the uh, the, the concerned people that, that don't care for this type of development. And so I think they've done probably a good job of massaging that that type of stuff. But but I'll tell you something, Jim, I'm a big fan of, of these uh, units. And, and when they built the initial mm-hmm. units, down there in the 90s I or early 2000s, right before the recession, I was just, I mean, I went down there, not daily, but I was down there at least weekly. I loved watching them be constructed, and they put the, the alleged, uh, alleged townhomes up, and I was a big fan of those. And, and just developing some of that waterfront uh, so people can have the experience on living on Lake Superior. It's very similar to, like, developing a golf course, Jim, where I think that those are great things. You know, these are big things that people like to do, you know, and, and so I'm a big fan of this. I hope it goes through. I hope they uh, give the height variance on it and uh, be very interesting to see what that uh, develops to. Well, and, you know, when you talk about those other developments that are right next door and neighboring, um, <clears throat> think of the tax base. I mean, you got 16, 16 units. Um, they say they're probably going to be between, you know, 900000 and $2 million. So, I mean, they're not... You know, they're not um, anything that's, uh, you know, going to be really affordable for most people. But think of the tax base that that is going to um, put back into the city of Duluth. And especially when taxes are always um, kind of a hot topic, it seems, you know, in every community. So, well, I it's exciting. Uh, this type of housing to me is very exciting. And, and if you, you know, go down to Park Point where they built those uh, high-end condos, you know, right down on 8th, 9th Street, right down there where they are, right on the lake. And those things have always done well. And these come on the market and they sell in their upper hundreds. I think they, some of them have eclipsed the uh, yep. uh, seven-figure mark. And so, uh, you know, people are buying them. And, uh, you know, we just had the most ex- expensive closing, gym on a residential house down at Park Point earlier this summer uh, for $2.5 million. $2.5 million. And yep. so, you know, people, where this money is and where it's coming from, I don't know, but people are buying it. They're paying for it. So there's got to be some type of a demand for it. And I believe these developers have done their due diligence on it 
and that they know that they're going to be able to to, uh, to command these types of prices. But uh, can you imagine being able to live on the top floor of one of those condos with those views of Lake Superior and being able to have that experience of that the lake offers? Oh, my gosh, yeah, because... Uh... I mean, you know, it's it's fun to be out there when it's calm, but it's interesting to watch when it's being a monster. And, I mean, when it's right out your front door, that would just be wild. So, yeah, I, I that would be great. Um, I'm going to have to start saving my money, though. <laughs> well, you um, <laughs> maybe they'll take a CD or something like that. I mean, yeah, right. There you go. There you go. And uh, maybe they'll so. sell fraction. I mean, they can, you know, some of those other condos, they sell fraction, fractional shares. And you can right. buy a quarter share or something like that and enjoy and it. And that's so. very successful, too, I'm yeah. sure. It's been yeah. very successful. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's So you were, we were going to talk about taxes, too. Um that they're they're talking about increasing the levy to up to the, the what was it six percent? Well, there was an uh, you know the city council I think and this goes back a month or so so um, I'll try to remember but um, they okay. um, yeah they've uh, want to raise property taxes again and I think they approved the maximum levy up to six percent that doesn't mean they're going to charge it all but that means that they're going to. They're going to. Uh, they can charge it all, you know. But but I think uh, that this recent um, outbreak of you know raising taxes on property owners again. I think it's it, it, you know within a week of this story, Jim, I had a call from from uh, some people that own multifamily properties, and they're like, "Get in there, get them assessed. We want to get them on the market. We're done. We're we're done with the city of Duluth when it comes to owning property." And uh, I think this is very wow. frustrating for people. And one of the things I think um, that, you know, when you read these articles, I think they use the baseline. They said, well, hey, if you own a $175,000 home, you know, here's how much your taxes are going to go up, you know, and it's nominal stuff. But the fact remains is like there there aren't, I think the average sale price in the city of Duluth gym is like $286,000. Now, there's a difference between the average sale price and the assessed value of your house. And exactly. we all know that for a, for many years that some some of the houses in Duluth have an assessed value that is is typically undervalued. But the city has done a job a good job of getting th- that balanced out. And you're not I I know when I look at the assessed values, I don't see a lot of $175,000 homes. Yeah, there are some, but there aren't a lot. And the other thing, Jim, is when you build a new house and you get a permit and you're going to have a value of that permit, you know, brand new housing construction, you know, the taxes on some of these houses and you look at them from, you know, mid 1990s forward, they're not cheap. You know, oh, no. you've, you've got no. in the hundreds of thousands of dollars that the majority of these houses are valued at. And so when you start calculating that on these taxes and what they've been doing every year, this there comes a point to where you begin to like say, hey, this, this ain't right. It's expensive to own properties up here. And 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 you don't not everybody. Everybody gets the benefit of what they want to use these tax dollars for, but not everybody owns a home. And so you have, I think, this this somewhat of a dilemma to where it's like, hey, the property owners are paying for everybody to have this use and enjoyment of what they're spending this money on. And instead of spreading the burden out with like whatever, some type of a sales tax increase or some type of a uh, whatever type of a fee, um, you know, they're, they're burdening property owners. And I think that the continual burdening of these property owners with raised taxes on, on real estate, I don't think it's the way to go when you're using the money that 
benefits everybody. Yep. I mean, it's uh, it, it's going to be. Um, I don't know how we're doing on time, but um, well, we've we've got we've got about thirty seconds. But I, I was just going to comment and saying, you know, it, it's the, the argument of uh, or, or the the headline of raising taxes, raising taxes in that community has is it's just it's like it's a never ending um, saga. I mean, it's like wow, uh, there's more and more taxes from more and more places that are needed, more and more money. So yeah, I, I don't blame some of those people. I'm I'm kind of shocked that people say, "All right, I'm done. Sell my income property." But you know, I guess when you've had it, you've had it. So, all right, folks, uh, you're tuned into the Twin Forts Real Estate Show, and we'll be right back to wrap it all up. Hang in there. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Forts Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher. Um, Gary, why don't you give us your phone number? People get a hold of you. Two one eight three nine zero zero six one five. Yes, and my phone number is uh, is 218-348-7653 for your needs down here in Florida. And Jim, I want to okay. reiterate that you know I do have some buyers and we're still looking for houses. And if people have houses, I have some specific uh, uh, things that people are looking for. I've got one couple that's looking for uh, if you have a riverfront property or a lakefront property or property with acreage, uh, they can spend up to... Uh, you know, eight hundred thousand uh, uh, dollars. But if you're if you don't want to put your home on the market, you know we have these things called one time showings, and uh, we can do that, save you a little bit of money on selling your house. Um, and then I have a couple that is looking. Um, uh, you know, they would like a view. Uh, they'll spend up to uh, four hundred, four hundred twenty five thousand right in there, and uh, it doesn't necessarily matter where the house is, but it matters whether it has a view or if it doesn't have a view that it's in in decent condition. And the one thing that they don't like and they won't even consider buying Jim um, is if the house has a leaky basement or if they've had a history of it they just they, they don't want anything to do with that because they had a problem with their house down in the in the Twin Cities and it was it was just a nightmare so they don't even consider anything if the disclosure indicates that there's water on it so if you have anything like that um, also land uh, raw land is is very active in multifamily units I mean so give me a call 218-390-0615 Okay, well, and down here, um, I just closed Monday on another house from another Northlander, the former former Northlander, that's moved down to the area, uh, and in a couple of weeks, I'm closing on another one. So people are um, contacting me, and and uh, I'm helping them find housing down here. It's it's a fun experience for most. Um, we do a lot of video showings, uh, Gary, where I I will. Um, get a hold of people through their phone on Facebook, uh, Facebook Live, um, invite them into a meeting, go through one. Uh, we secure the property, and then they, they get the chance to fly down here and, and check it out because they do have a – there is a – once you make an offer down here, there's a 14-day rescissionary period, which is also the home inspection period. Um, so um, it, it works out quite well. So, folks, if anybody up there is thinking about – having a second place down in Florida or just you're done with all the winters, call Gary to sell your house up there and call me to find you one down here. How's that, Gary? Sounds good to me. Okay. All right. So what do we got? We got on um, for, for the next couple of weeks here coming up on the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Well, we're going to have an abbreviated show here because of uh, all the sports that are coming on. But uh, yeah. uh, as the... Um, uh, I think next week we're on, but we're only on for like a half an hour. So uh, we have a uh, right. 
Uh, so, you know, we'll be on. We're not Usually going UMD anywhere. Sports or University of Minnesota Sports, Soda Sports. That's right. They're, they're going to be uh, uh, preempting us. So in any event, we're not going anywhere. We're going to be here. But uh, if, if you don't hear us on, on any given Saturday, it's just because there's a sports program on. All right, Gary, we've got one quick minute left here to give out your phone number. 218-390-0615. And my number is 218-348-7653, and you'll be hearing from us next week. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a great weekend.